Let's get started on the review of yesterday, yesterday's daft of Peihei, and then we'll get to today's. And um, yeah, it's uh, today's daft is easier said than done. It's all about tshuva, repentance. Okay. Okay, so let's get uh, to the review of yesterday's daft. We talked about um, Shmuel had, was the opinion that uh, when it comes to matters of life and death, you don't follow the majority. You can't make assumptions anymore. You don't take any chances, even minority chances. And that's his position. And the Gemara says, is that really true? Because we found the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if they, you find a, an abandoned child, okay, so uh, if most of the people in town are Gentiles, so then you can assume this child's a Gentile. If most of them are Jewish, then you would assume the child's Jewish. If it's 50-50, you assume the child is Jewish. And Rab explains that this is not with regard, this is only with regards to taking care of the child and making sure everything's okay with the child. But, um, uh, but uh, as far as Yichus goes, we're not going to consider this child a miyuchas. That, he, that the child can marry, let's see if it's a girl, to marry a Kohen. We're, we're going to be choshesh only with regards to Yichus is concerned. And Shmuel says it's relevant for, uh, for saving the life, even on Shabbos, to transgress Shabbos, to save the child's life. That's what it's regarding. So what does that imply? That it's, you, only, uh, you do follow the majority as far as Pikuach Nefesh is concerned. So that's the question. So the Gemara says, no, no, Shmuel was really going on the first line. The first line that we said, that if it's mostly Gentile, we consider it as a Gentile, that's where Shmuel steps in and says, that's not for everything. That's not as far as Pekoch Nefesh goes. You're mechuyiv, even, um, you're, you're mechuyiv to save this child and even risk a life, risk, uh, mean, even transgress Shabbos to save the child. Even though you don't know if this child's even Jewish at all. It's, it's part of what you're So then we went through each of the stages. So we talked about one scenario of if it's mostly Gentile, then we consider this child's a Gentile. With regards to what? It's not with regards to saving the child's life. Um, so what's it regarding? So Rapapa says, as far as kosher, you don't have to take care of this child by feeding it kosher. Until Bar, bar Bas Mitzvah, when they take on Geros, they can eat non-kosher. That's number one. Then we said if it's Rebbe Yisrael, we, tr- we treat this, this person as Yisrael, with regards to what halacha? That means with regards to returning lost objects. The halacha is that you've got to assume even that, that, it, that this child's Jewish and you have to return the lost object. If it's 50-50, it's Yisrael. What is that regarding? So Rish Lakish says this is regarding damages. So we want them to understand what does that mean, damages? If it's... Um, if our ox gores this person's ox, so then, um, so, um, I'm sorry, right? Uh, so, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right. Um, so then, why should we, I pay? <laughs> prove you're Jewish, I'll be happy to pay. Until you can prove that, I'm not, I'm not paying. Okay, so the burden of proof should be on this child who can't verify his yechus. So what's this? So it must be the other way around that his his uh, ox gored our ox, and um, he says I'm a Jewish, 
and as a Jew, all I have to pay is 50%, because it's a tam, and therefore, that's all I'm paying. Ah, you say I'm not Jewish? Prove I'm not Jewish, and then I'll pay the rest. Okay, since you can, but now the burden proof switches to, uh, on you, and therefore all you will pay is half, and that's what we mean by 50-50, it's considered Jewish and with regards to the discount that a tam pays half. Okay, so by the way, in case you're wondering, there is a interesting thing that's being conveyed here that there's a somewhat of a conflict. Uh, uh, when a Gentile's animal gores a Jew, he always pays full damage. Mm-hmm. When a Jew's animal gores a Gentile's animal, zippo, nothing. Why is that? Good question. Discrimination. It's not Discrimination. It's not, it, it, the Gemara asked that question. It's the one thing that the rabbi, that there were two, there were two, um, uh, there were two officers, I don't know if you remember the story, there was two Gen- Roman officers who um, were sent in to like, study the Torah to find if it's, uh, if it's uh, you know, racist or whatever, and they sat and they learned the entire everything. And this is the only law that they said, it's only because it's an inconsistency. But they said, I can understand either way, but uh, you know, it's inconsistent. Um, and then uh, it's Rav Hayatrakoim. There's a special reason why the nations, you know, like it's, a, it's sort of like a penalty uh, from the Gentiles. But anyway, not that, that's a Baba Kamar discussion. Okay. okay. Um, so that's the story. Next thing we talked about is um, the building that came down. So um, we said that, um, the, so, so the question is, what, what is the Mishnah really conveying? So what we're saying is, is that we're building up cases, not only if you're not sure if the person's there or, or, or not, that you're allowed to remove the rubble on the chance that he's there, because if he's there, he's alive, so then surely you're, you're allowed to do that. But even if, when he's, if he's there, it's only a doubt, maybe he's dead, maybe he's alive, so then you still can. And even if he, even if you're not sure about that, even if uh, even with those two doubts, and then there's a third doubt that maybe he's not even Jewish, or he is Jewish, you still, in, even with the, all three doubts together, we're still allowed to be mafakeh. And you sure he's not Jewish? What? If you sure he's not Jewish, you're not mechayiv to transgress. Exactly Shabbos the same thing. The same the same rules applied. The same inequality. No, that I'll explain it to you. It's not, exactly, not exactly the same. This why one, not? There's a logic to it. Because the re- really we shouldn't why be allowed to save a Jew. Really we shouldn't be allowed to transgress. We're not allowed to be Mahala Shabbos to correct. save a Jew unless but, there's but what's more important. The Khil Shabbos or the saving a human a human being. Why can you save him? So we can serve more Shabbos, that's why. Right, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, Jewish, from Jewish point of view. But he's not Jewish. Right, yeah. so that's the difference. That's, a, that's the reason. Really, we shouldn't be allowed to transgress Shabbos to save any life. It's because there's a special dictator in the Torah of Chaybahim, which is the one, the one that they, the, the Gemara liked. And, um, and that's, a, that's a special mitzvah in the Torah. So it's, that's, the, that's how it goes. It's not their mitzvah Right. So again, why didn't they find those Roman guys? Why didn't they, they find? They had that. this one. They, they didn't. That they, they understood. This one. They. This you one. They, understand. they understood that. They understand. This one. They that did. They understood. This so one. They like. They had no problem I, with. Because it's me. You know, to me, I'm putting more effort into it. You and me. Yes. When in Rome, fighter. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Anyway, but the, yes, uh, that is interesting. The one thing that they didn't understand was that thing about the the, the, the ox. The, everything else, uh, mainly because of the inconsistency. They were fine with the fact that money, money. Is that all those people think about? Okay. <laughs> You anyway, that doesn't count. Um, we said that um, uh, if you find that this person's alive, then you're allowed to uh, dig him out. Of course, if we mean, oh, you're alive. Good, good to know. Let's, okay, bye. <laughs> what does this mean? This is the, no, nothing to do with anything. We said, we found that the person was alive. So we said, you're allowed to remove the rubble. Of course you're allowed to move with he's alive. What are you talking about? The answer is, even if he's not going to live, he's not going to survive, he's deathly ill, there's no way that you'll really be able to save his life, you're still allowed to be mefakech, just for what we call chayesha, temporary life. Okay. But if you find that the person that's buried is, is dead, so then you just leave the body. That's also obvious. answer is not a completely obvious, because it could be going like Rebut ben Lakish, Although it's interesting halacha that if there's a dead body and the building goes on fire, you're not allowed to save the dead, um, save the dead body from the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rabbi it says that I heard that you are. And, but that's only with regards to a fire. It's not the same thing as over here. And the reason why is because by fire, if you don't say that he could pull the dead body out, which is of course mukta, you're not really allowed to carry a dead body on Shabbos. But it's, um, but if you don't allow it, because he gets all worked up over it, if so distraught over it, he will put out the fire if you don't allow it. So we made an allowance, a rabbinic allowance, so that he won't do a worse avera. Over here, that concept doesn't really apply. If you don't allow him to take out the dead body because it's in the rubble, so then what's the, what's the worst thing he's going to do? He's going to take out the dead body. Okay, so that's, there's, no re- there's no reason to allow it to save from a worse avera, so that's why it, the the logic doesn't apply. Okay. In the fire, if you put a, a baby or a loaf of bread on the dead body, can you pull it out? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. That's uh, I don't think you're. I mean, also you have to realize there's other factors. There's a risk involved. Your own risk. You know, like it's it's a it's 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 not a logical thing to do. Um, okay. So when we said that you're checking to see if this person's alive, you check till the machlokas. Where you checking to? According to the first opinion, you check until the nostrils. The other opinion is until the heart. And um, um, if you find the upper people, the people on the upper stories were are dead, you can't assume that the lower stories are alive. And in fact, the story happened that there was the people in the lower, the upper story were dead, and the lower story were fine. So. It doesn't really work that way. So um, there's no kalachomers in these things. Um, now we thought to say that this machlokas of whether it's by the chote, by the nose, by the nostrils, we were looking for signs of life or by the heart, we thought that is machlokas um, tanoim because it's a place, there's a dispute, where does the child, where does a baby form from? From which part of the body? From the head or from the middle? And it's machlokas. So the Mar says, even the opinion of Abishol, it says that it's from the middle of the body. That's just how the body's formed, because things are created from the center. But um, but uh, as far as koch nefesh, the life of a person is in the is in the is in the breathing the breathing apparatus. That's what it says. Kolosh nishmach ruach chayim ba'apov. 
So that's the that's the for sure. Even Rabbashol might agree to this. So it's not relevant to that dispute. Now, uh, according to Rav, Rav Papa, the the whole dispute is from when you're going from bottom to top. So in other words, if you're uh, collect, if you're you check the, uh, and you didn't find a heartbeat, so then do you need to still continue to 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 the nostrils? And that's where we're saying yes. But everybody would agree that if you already are doing from head to bottom to foot, and there's and there's no breathing, so then you do not need to keep digging. Okay, you're not supposed to uh, to see if maybe there's a, a, a that's based on this pasuk again of nishmas ruachaim ba'apov. So the the next step step of the gemara was very interesting. It was a it was a discussion between Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Lutz ben Nazaria who were traveling together with. The two Talmidim, Levi, Hasadar, and it's not clear who that is, and Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Luz ben who were following behind them. And the Shailah was raised, where's the Makar? What's the source that you are allowed to transgress Shabbos for the sake of saving a life? And uh, it's interesting that it wasn't very clear, okay? So the first answer was Rabbi Shmuel's answer, who says that it's based on the, the Parsha of Machteres. After all, somebody who's Baba Machteres, he we don't know that he necessarily, according to Rabbi Shmuel, we don't know necessarily that his intent is for killing. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe he's only after the money. And he's breaking it. Okay. And uh, nevertheless, uh, because there's a, a possible risk to this person's life, we are allowed to kill the person. This, uh, this person is Baba Machteres. Even though um, uh, killing is such a terrible thing. Okay, Spilling blood is what? It makes the the earth impure. It's um, it's it causes the divine presence to leave the Jewish people. It's a very terrible thing. Yet to save a life overrides. So can you imagine? So surely saving a life overrides Shabbos as well. That's the logic. Comes along where Bikiva says that uh, that there's a special halacha that if somebody murdered somebody else, so you can take him off if he's next to the mizbech. But if he's on the mizbech. You cannot convict. You know, wait till he finishes the avoda when he's in the middle of the avoda. Because it says in the pasuk next to, right? Meim as opposed to meal. That's the point. Okay. Meal mizbechi, you don't take. For sure, no question. That's the deal. That's the deal. So meim is is next to, but not with the mizbech. He's with the mizbech, but he's not actually doing service on the mizbech. You wait till he finishes the service to convict. But that's only to convict. But to save a life, what if he knows testimony? So then we'll take him right off the Mizbeach to testify to save somebody else's life. So you see, to save a life, you, you're allowed to override Avodah. Mm-hmm. And we know Avodah overrides Shabbos. So you can, ipso facto, you can figure out that what's more important is saving a life is even more important than Shabbos. Okay? And even though we don't even know if what he's going to say is valid or not. So that's really Kiba's answer. Came along, Reb, um, Reb Lazar ben Azariah offered his answer. He says that if Mila is Doche Shabbos, and Mila is only one of the 248 limbs, and that's allowed to override Shabbos, surely to save the entire body is able to override Shabbos. Came along, that was all from the rabbis that were there. Then we brought in some other rabbis from later times. We have Reb Yossi Reb Yudo, who says that it's come from 
um, from Es Shabsos Tishmoru, which um, you might think that you always have to keep Shabbos. That's why it says Ach Es Shabsos Tishmoru. Ach means limit, not not when it comes to life-threatening things. Okay, and Rabbi Yonasim and Yosef says that it says in the pasuk by Shabbos Ki Kodesh Hilochem, which is that the Shabbos is given over to us, not we are given over to Shabbos. So therefore, we shouldn't lose our lives for Shabbos. That's the that's uh, that's Rav Yonus and Yosef. And then we saw Rav Shimon says says Vishamru b'nei Yisrael as a Shabbos, which the Torah is saying you are allowed to be mechalal one Shabbos, so that you could keep multiple Shabbosos. That which is a logic, but uh, um, but uh, basically that's uh, therefore uh, for pikuach nefesh you are allowed to override Shabbos. Now came along Shmuel. Uh, Rabbi Yudha said the name of Shmuel. Had I been there, I would have said a different source than all of these, which I think is even a better source. And that's from the Pasuk of Rabbi says all of the other answers are flawed and not perfect, except for this last one of Achaibayim. And the reason why it's flawed is because Rabbi Shmuel, for instance, um, that the fact that uh, you're allowed to kill the, this Ganav, who's Baba Machteres, is because. We know he knows that he, that the, nobody's gonna let you walk in and just take and take the, their money that they worked hard for. They, people are gonna stand in your way. They're not gonna. Nobody's willing to just give up money that they worked hard for. So um, the fact of the matter is, your every thief is aware of that, and he's prepared to kill to be able to take the money that he wants. Okay, since he's prepared to kill to take the money that he wants, so therefore. Um, he, 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 he's coming to kill. Since he's coming to kill, it fits the rule of somebody's coming to kill you, you go and beat him to the punch. Okay, so therefore, um, the point being is, it's not a, a, a question of life, it's a definite. And since it's a definite, it's not a raya to cases of suffolk. The same is true with regards to the raya of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva's raya was from um, um, you're allowed to say even off the Mizbech he, he can save a life but that's different maybe it's no different than what we find like by Abaye Abaye says that you pass you, you send two rabbis to the person to see if the person has this is talking about somebody who wants to defend himself he's like don't kill me yet I have something to say okay I didn't get around to saying it I forgot but um, I have a reason why you should not, why uh, new information that's just coming to light to change the, the, the outcome. And um, we don't just trust him and take him down because maybe he's just trying to delay. It's a delay tactic. But rather what we do is we send to a pair of rabbis to hear him out, to, to hear what he has to say, to see if there's yesh mamish bitvarv. The point being is, is that at that point it's actually not a suffix anymore, it's a definite. And therefore, maybe it's only for vaday that you know uh, that you are allowed to override Shabbos, not for cases of question. And that really falls on all the other proofs. Also, is maybe only vaday, not suffix. And the only one that worked that that that, that holds water is that fully is Shmuel's din, Shmuel's logic. And that's what Ravina says: a good pepper, a nice sharp pepper, is better than a whole basket full of uh, of gourd. Okay. Anyway, that was the. Uh, that was that and brought us to the new Mishnah. Okay? So the Mishnah says the sin offering, the chatas, and the asham, the guilt offering of a vadai, which is for definite sins. Okay? There's certain guilt offerings that you bring for very specific sins. So those all atone. 
you bring them, you got your atonement. Okay, uh, Misa and Yom Kippur, uh, death when somebody dies, or by Yom Kippur, that also atones with in tshuva, if you do tshuva. That's what it sounds like. Um, tshuva in general is uh, atoning on all light averus, negative, uh, positive mitzvahs, negative prohibitions, and um, if, it, if it's anything more strict than that, so then it just holds you um, from getting punished until Yom Kippur comes along, and then you'll get fully atoned, if it's more strict. Somebody who says, I will sin and, and, get, and, and do tshuva, sin do tshuva, then he's not given the opportunity to do tshuva, because he wants to take advantage of tshuva. Okay? Um, I think there's actually, you know, simply a very psychological thing. You're always going to try and squeeze in one extra sin. I'll do tshuva. I'm not doing it already. Yeah, right. Since just... you're, always, you're always going to, in other words, you're always pushing it, because um, it's like, uh, <laughs> that's the bottom line, is if you think that you're going to always be able to, Get I'll do tshuva when I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I'll do tshuva soon. Right, I'll do tshuva tomorrow. Today, not tomorrow. So you'll never get to that tomorrow. That's how it works. Okay. Yeah, that cheeseburger looks good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, anyway. That's a question. Extra. Okay, so then the next one is um, um, the next important, very, uh, also if somebody says, I'm well, sin and Yom Kippur will be machaper, Yom Kippur doesn't work in that case. Okay, also, trying to take advantage, you're, it's, it's only after the fact that you sinned, then Yom Kippur atones for it. If you're sinning, you know, taking, you know, having Yom Kippur in mind, that's like, uh, you know, like that's, uh, I'm sinning now because I know Yom Kippur will be atoned, then it won't atone. They also, we saw another limitation in Yom Kippur, and that is that Averus Shabin Adam Lamakim works on, but not on Averus Shabin Adam Lechavero. You always need to be Meratza, ask your friend for forgiveness, and um, um, and if you, uh, only work, you're only going to get atonement if he is going to be mochal you, if he forgives you. Um, and we brought a source for that. Rabbi Lozben Nazaria says um, that, you know, Hashem on Yom Kippur. The, the, all your sins that are before God, that's when Titari will be purified. But if it's been Adam Lechavero, that's not Lefnei Hashem, that's Lefnei Chavero, you're up to, it's up to your friend. Uh, Rebbe Kiba brought down this idea that the fortunate are the Jewish people, that who are we purifying ourselves in front of? Um, it's our Avichem Shabbat Shamayim. He is the one that purifies us in, like the Pasuk says, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. And that Hashem, that Hashem is like our Mikveh, so to speak, He purifies us from our sins, and that's the whole amazing, amazing holiday of Yom Kippur, how it's so special because it, it, we can gain our atonement from it. Okay, and that brings us to the net Gemara's question. First thing the Gemara wanted to know is, um, it regards Asham Vadai, uh, why is it only Asham Vadai and not Asham Tali? Shouldn't Asham Tali also be an example of what atones for us? It says that by bringing Asham Tali you gain atonement. So the Gemara explains that one of two reasons. Either the reason why we didn't mention Hashem Tolu is because Hashem Tolu is not a kapar gemura. It just covers you until you find out the truth. If you did eat, right? The, the case of an Hashem Tolu is uh, it's, a, it's a doubtful guilt offering, which basically 
the circumstance is, is that you have two pieces of meat in front of you. One's the, one has the kosher fat in it, the other one has the non-kosher fat. You're not sure which is which, and you ate one. And you're not sure if you ate the wrong one. Maybe I ate the right one, maybe I ate the wrong one. So that's when you bring an Asham Tolu in the meantime, and it just covers you till you find out. Once you find out that, oh, you did eat the wrong one, so then you need to bring the Chata. So it's not the actual final Kapara. That's one factor why it's not on the list. The other reason why it's not on the list is because we only are listing Karbanos where they are the only way to really atone for those sins, which is the case um, of, you know, like if you did eight Chela for sure, so then you have to bring Chatas. Even if, even if you crossed over Yom Kippur, it doesn't change the fact that the Karbanos Chatas still needs to be brought. It doesn't take, the, the Yom Kippur doesn't wipe it away. But by Asham Taloi, um, if you uh, if you are questionable whether you ate it, then you don't have to bring the Asham Taloi afterwards. So that's the and that's the difference. Anyway, bottom line is um, that is I believe as far as we got to yesterday. I think uh, we ended off there, and we'll take it from here for today's stop. Okay.